This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Good morning, good day, good afternoon, good night, goodbye, hello, welcome along wherever you are in the world, welcome along to LTID TV uh, from Leicester Till I Die, um, we had them all in for the uh, watch along at the weekend, we had Malaysia, we had I think Vietnam, we had in, we had our usual assortment of Americans, which is always a pleasure to see, uh, and, uh, and obviously Luke, the odd Australian as well. 
I apologise for the uh, slight lateness of the show this evening, but before we came live, uh, Kate was showing us um, her photographs. And uh, if you if you send me um, uh, PayPal for £10, I will send you her OnlyFans account details. And you can get on there and, and check her out. Oh, um, right. <laughs> if I have to disappear halfway through the show, you'll know why. Uh, this is the debate show. Um, and we have our normal array of guests coming in. Um, we're going to have a few topics to go through. So when we go through the chat, please keep on point with what we're talking about at that point. If you've got any questions, uh, if they're not actually related to what we're talking about, they won't get ignored. But what I would ask you to do is if you can please save those up until towards the end of the show. And then what we'll do is we'll um, we'll come back and uh, go through your questions, which I will be putting to our esteemed panel. Uh, a bit like question time, but without um, without David Dimbleby. Uh, talking of which, we do have a David, though. And I'm going to say he's very, very welcome. Um God knows where he's going to take us tonight. I told Dave. you I've severed diplomatic relationships with them. Oh, you are you are officially at war with Belgium, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm linked up with the Isle of Wight now. That doesn't have the same sort of. I mean, Belgium. No. You've got the chocolate, um, beer, the, the history. What's the, the Isle of Wight? history is it that's about it yeah <laughs> well i must google it later on you know anyway when, uh, when, how are you how are you i am very well i am yeah. how, how the devil are you i'm all right this Good could be the last last time my laptop works on anything now i've got a photo album back holding the lid up so <laughs> i think you oh Oh, oh, and we and we thought we thought that you were struggling down there in Surrey with the uh, with um, Storm Catra, uh, Kieran. Yeah. What was it? Kieran was it? No yeah, idea. I don't know where I don't know where they think of the names from. Yeah. I really don't. I don't see the point either. There'll be a Storm Kate along soon. You can, you know. I you... think I think she's been here once, hasn't she? <laughs> well, you would know. Last year, <laughs> Storm Kate. Did we have one of those? Where, where was Kathy? That is the question. Did she Christmas. know? Cathy? Storm, Storm Dave. <laughs> well, that's fair, are you all right? Because, I mean, it has been bad. Like I was saying before the show, no electricity, yeah. no water. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, like I, say, like I said before, Bono's going to be doing a, a charity concert for you guys soon. Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> but the good news is it didn't blow the whole thing up. So we've still got two desks it's just one doesn't work at the moment um and those of you that wondered where that why, why that jumped is he's on about the uh Surrey hills community radio a fantastic radio station do check it out you can check it yep. online www.surreyhillsradio.co.uk and you can click listen live to all the great shows or you can click listen again and listen to some idiot doing the breakfast show every morning um can, off from yesterday <laughs> well, couldn't listen to anything yesterday. I don't talk about that. Honestly, I've just given it a huge build-up, and you've got a wonder. Anyway, we were talking about um, www.onlyfans. 
kate.blakey.com. Uh, let's, I think she's, I think she's reasonable. I think she's fully clothed in a row. Let's bring her in. Hello, Kate. <laughs> what, an what an introduction yeah i'm okay thanks i'm okay thank you you don't, have to, put up with this. On, but, you know. you don't have to put up with this you know i know he, i really he's, don't he's, in, he's got indemnity insurance you, you can take him on him to be honest <laughs> she saves every video as evidence <laughs> 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 right, we'll say a few hellos before we get uh, going. Uh, Scott is in. Um, I am Scott. I hope you are as well. Uh, managed to uh, avoid. It's very quiet last night. Did uh, did you guys have a lot of, of bonfires and fireworks going off? It was really quiet. Yeah, quite then. a lot. Early. Quite a lot yeah. A bit early. Although, um, yeah, my daughter in Frimley said it was all. It, They've got a dog, and he it was a nightmare trying to keep him oh, calm. But then, sure. and then they seemed to stop. And then suddenly, at about ten o'clock Sunday night, just one massive bang happened, um, and that started him off shaking again. I mean, he's a border collie, so they're a bit <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't help. Mm. Um, Nate is in. Hello, Nate. How are you? Um... Still upset about the Leeds defeat. Well, it, it happens. Uh, Ronald is in. Hello. John is in. Hello, hello, hello. Um, we will uh, we'll come back to that next comment later, John. Uh, John Scott, sorry. Uh, or is that <laughs> Olive? Well, that is the question. Um, <laughs> yes, we've had the ambulance out now over our way due to the... Really? Oh, wow. It's not one thing, it's your mother. Right, here we go. Um, so, like I say, please do save questions till the end. Stick, or if you do stick them in, I'll try and star them and, and come back to them. But please, as I say, save them towards the end and um, we'll, we'll, we'll bring them all up. And I will put them to my two esteemed colleagues. But I want to start with this one because, uh, okay, you were there, but a lot of people coming on afterwards and saying how bad the referee was. Uh, at the weekend and we're not going to go into the match because we did a, a separate show which is still on less until i die tv uh with brad and we went through you know we analyzed the match and, and rated the players so we're not going to talk about the match in too much detail but was the referee that bad um he didn't have a great game no but i can't remember where i've come away from a match feeling any different for quite a long time to be honest um yeah, I didn't think he was great. I didn't quite see what happened with the Hamza incident. I thought he he let that get a bit out of hand. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I've not been enamoured with them for quite a long time, to be honest. I think they get some simple things wrong, and I think they are emotionally influenced these days, which it, which is isn't it's not an easy job, and there's not a lot done to protect them on the field in terms of keeping players away from them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I didn't think it was great on Friday, which which has become typical, really. You, Dave, let, let, me, let me come to you with this one because when I do the watch alongs and I'm like, oh, bloody hell, referee, what are you doing? And I have to stop myself because I'm thinking, 
well, last season that would have probably had to go for a five-minute check while somebody ate the sandwiches and decided whether you know the ball was flat or round or what. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the earth being flat, the ball, <laughs> they check whether the ball is sometimes. I mean, I think it was five and a half minutes um, at the end of the game for Bournemouth Burnley the other week. Is it? I mean, I, I would. I was one. I was one. One of the ones that wanted VAR. But aren't we better off with referees who, yes, might genuinely make mistakes, but they call it as best they can from what they've seen? I think the problem is that, like cricket, referees are now too reliant on VAR. Uh, certainly in the Premier League, and I think the pro- the other problem is them dropping down to the Championship. They haven't got any protection. They've got to start refereeing again. Linesmen or we'll whatever you want to call them. Obviously, but eh? We will come on to about the championship, you know, and the dropping down. I, oh, sorry. But, okay. But yeah. uh, but that's the point of it, is that they don't know how to referee anymore. The linesmen have never been linesmen for, what, five years or more? They stick their flag up when the referee points. And mm. this is the problem. We've got lazy officials and... You know, they're obviously a lot fitter than they have ever been, but they're just not very good. I mean, I, can't, I don't believe all this about, the, you know, if they haven't played football, it makes a difference. We had referees in the day that could hardly walk, but they were blooming good referees and they knew what was going on and they hadn't played football. Um, but Dave, did they didn't, in fairness, have six or seven, 10, 12 cameras all around the ground looking at it from different angles. Which well, the referees in the championship don't have, and you know, we actually, as fans, you know, watching it on the telly, see more than the referee does on the pitch. Yeah, but you you can't tell me that even in the Premier League was it Newcastle Arsenal? Mm. They had five on the panel, of which three disagreed with each other, and they'd seen it twenty times. Mm. So you still can't tell. So why not just go with the referee's decision instead of wasting six minutes of time? Um, coming to a decision that may or may not be right. Mm-hmm. You know, football is a game of human beings, and that's how it should be. So, the answer to your question, yeah, we're better without VAR. <laughs> At the end of it, Kate, I mean, I, I've, I've only been to the one match. You've been obviously been to a lot this season. Uh, what I enjoyed when I was at the match was, and I forgot sort of 10 minutes into the game, I'd forgotten that. We weren't waiting for VAR. You know, there was, I saw five goals, which we celebrated straight away. We looked at the linesman, looked at the referee, celebrated, you know. And um, I, I think sometimes when we're blaming referees now, and it's very easy to blame the referee. And, you know, a lot of, we know a lot of fans come out and go, oh, we lost because the referee was bad, blah, blah, blah. Or the referee's a homo or, or whatever. Uh, as in home home uh, supporter, I should say, <laughs> before I get the letters. Um, I'm just but... writing mine now. Dave. But when I'm you know, doing the watchdog and I'm having to bite myself thinking, hang on a second, no, I'd sooner have this and him get the odd thing wrong than having to wait five or six minutes for a bloody decision. Yeah, absolutely. I think that if there's if there's wrong decisions or from what you think, because it's not been replayed on VAR, in the championship there's wrong decisions or unfairness. Mm. It doesn't stay with you like VAR does. Like as much it was as it was frustrating on Friday night, I didn't come away thinking of the referee. I came away thinking about our performance. 
Whereas yeah. with VAR, yeah. there is absolutely no excuse to get things wrong. There's no excuse. So when things keep happening that have gone wrong, it's absolutely pointless having it because you've seen it 30 times and you've still made the wrong decision. That, that's yeah. what people can't get their heads around. The, the Arsenal thing, Newcastle thing, oh, yeah. that's a big debate. The Liverpool goal was more the problem a few weeks ago, wasn't it? When yeah. he didn't give them that he didn't give them a goal. That's a massive, massive error. And it's not excusable. When it when it's just the, the run of play, the game is so fast. I mean, I've sat by the touchline a few times at away games this year, and the linesman just hasn't got a cat in hell's chance of keeping up with play with offside. They are yeah. so quick. Um, so you can, I kind of understand it, but with VAR, there's just no excuse to get it wrong. And that's the frustration, I think, from fans and why it's such a big talking point. Because it was supposed to take away ambiguity. It was supposed to take away um, sort of, yeah, contentious decisions. And all it all it seems to do is dominate the headlines and dominate the punditry chats all the time. And it, oh. it's quite tiring. And I, I would much prefer to think, well, he's human. He's made an error. Swings and roundabouts. And yeah. then it's drawn a line under and you on to the next game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was thinking back to that last season we had before VAR was introduced. And all we seemed to do afterwards was talk about, uh, and maybe this is the fault of the TV, uh, is the fact that they want to concentrate on this, uh, uh, Dave. But all they talked about was the referee did this and the referee didn't do that. And they're sat there with, all their, you know, BBC or Sky cameras, being able to see it from different angles, the referee card. They then brought this thing in, and was it five seasons now? It's still no better. Surely not. Was it, it really it, that long? Yeah, no. But, you know, it, it, I, I, I was watching Match of the Day a few weeks ago, and it was the Bournemouth, like I say, Burnley game. And I think it was Burnley got an equaliser, or a win, I can't remember which, I think it was an equaliser. It was in like the 90, 89th minute, and it took them like literally five and a half minutes to decide. All right, and we're going to come on to the thing about the time later, of course. Uh, at that time was added on. But at that time, Burnley were on top. In that five and a half minutes that it took, they, they'd lost the momentum you know, it, it had completely taken the sting out of the game. Uh, yeah. Bournemouth were probably very happy because they were under the cosh at the time. Surely that is wrong. Surely the fans would sooner say, oh, look, it's either a goal or it isn't. But if it isn't, get on with it. Because at the moment, we are we are on the top. Yeah, I mean, I think I said it last year a few times. We were at Brighton. They scored a wonderful goal from outside the box. And it took over five minutes in the end. All the Leicester fans were just booing as well mm. you know i think we'd gone past caring by then anyway but the point was that you know it's a cracking goal if they can't find out within a minute we're just... four down or something at that point anyway. well actually four one i think because we yeah. scored in two minutes didn't we but oh, but yeah. you know if you can't find out within two or three minutes then just go with the referee's decision mm. because that's the whole point of it it's a was it yeah. a clear and obvious error well how can that be bloody clear and obvious when it takes them half an hour to decide whatever and they disagree anyway and then mm. they get it wrong i mean it's crazy I think as well like one of the problems with var is that when you think of var and the traditional rules of the game the traditional rules have been made gray like no player on the pitch knows what handball is anymore 
no playoffs. Some are given, some aren't. You don't have to be looking at the ball. Your hand can be in a natural position or an unnatural position. That's a debatable point. Everything's become ambiguous about even a handball decision, even an offside decision. Is it a toenail? Is it a shoulder? Is it a shirt sleeve? No one knows. So the simplicity of actually a really simple game is, is gone. So that's why when they look at it a million times, they're not actually sure, well, did he move his arm out or was he just because he was jumping or everything's so, so grey and no one has a blimming clue, especially with the handball, because some are given and some aren't and no one can ever explain why. No. But this is the thing, VAR was, you know, you first have a guy that's sat there that knows the rules, that looks at it and can interpret what's gone on. The problem is, you know, they're like, you know, an Englishman in, in, in Russia who can't understand the thing that's going on and has no idea. I mean, you know, I think the other day, the guy that they have on the Sky Saturday now, um, Mike Dean, he was saying that there's no way you can get ex-players to be, you know, VAR or referees. And I'm saying... Why not? Because an ex-player knows and understands the game. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Wayne Rooney, when he retires, wants to become a referee. But there's a lot of Julian Watts that comes on this show, ex-player. We'd love to do VAR. And they can be trained up. Yes, you know, uh, Mike Dean said, well, they don't know anything. They don't know about the referees and the rules and all this. Well, they can teach them. None of the referees did at the start. They've already got that advantage of having played the game. And surely they'd be able to look at it and say, um, nope, that's natural position. Or no, he couldn't help putting his hand up there because he's actually played the game and he understands it. And I just think, Kate, if we've got those sort of officials then, we'd respect it a little bit more and still accept that, yes, occasionally they're going to get it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. And I think a lot of players would be more inclined to just let the play pan out like with VAR often the replays are slowed down or freeze framed which is absolutely ludicrous in a free-flowing fast game when you're looking at is he got his studs up or what it does look so on the freeze frame but actually when you run it run the tape through he's not got his studs up he's not malicious at all um it, it would make sense if players could have the common sense approach. Like with the, I think I saw an offside a couple of years ago when Man, when Man U had Ronaldo again, and he was miles offside, like miles offside, but he didn't get to the ball because the keeper did. So he just got the keeper just beat him to the ball, and it went out for a corner, and Man U scored from the corner. Like, but he was so far offside. It was, mm. But he just didn't touch the ball in the phase of play. And it's just, whereas I think a common sense approach would be, he's clearly interfering because the keepers have to come out and clear it. Mm. And there's, there's the common sense approach in players that they have played the game and they can apply some logic and common sense to it, really. Talking of common sense, I can't believe I'm saying this, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, surely you know we 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 we've got us. There's something that's got to be done about it. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going back to uh, no, you know, no VAR. Jobs uh, But surely, when you look at that and how, I mean, it's not just us that are saying this. Dan, my mate, the Burnley, Dan, Dan, the Burnley fan. He said the great thing is not having. VAR anymore and I say you'll accept the odd decision will go against you because you know you put it down to human you know 
well, that you know, we'll get one of those in a couple of games' time or whatever before the end of the season. Do you think Wolves think it'll even itself out throughout the season? I don't think so. Somehow, and you talked because about it's like VAR, VAR, isn't it? It's not. That's not yeah. human. That's VAR. They're well, dealing with. It, yeah, but humans compute, don't they? They they deal with the computer. They put in the information. They assess the information. Um, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> um, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. No, good. It's best not, Kate. Best not. Um, <laughs> um, no, I don't know what the hell I was on about now. Uh, <laughs> well, we're saying that wolves may not think like that. Anyway, those sausages. Um, Mike Dean. You talked about Mike Dean. I mean, he, as Nigel Pearson said, um, he's arrogant. Some of the times he's refereed Leicester, I mean, have been appalling. Mm. He is arrogant. You can tell that when he when I've watched him on Sports Saturday. Um, I, you know, he's just not a not. A, I don't know. Don't want to be too horrible to him, but he's an idiot. And you think, well, that's the sort of guy that we that are refereeing games. No wonder there's problems. And for him to say that about footballers is disgraceful. Um, because footballers know when somebody's dived. They know when a tackle's intentional to hurt somebody. They know all these things because they've done it. You know, they know when a goalkeeper's fouled and when the goalkeeper's feigning it because we've all done it. You know, you start suddenly shout when somebody touches you and you get a foul. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing, all of it. And VAR just doesn't make it any better to me. Um, except for the cup final. <laughs> well, he's exactly when it goes in your favour. Um, yeah. Kate, I've, I've forgotten my question now. Um, <laughs> it'll come back to me in a minute. Carry on talking, Dave. Carry on. Anyway, so, how was your day? <laughs> they, say about, they say about the players, they can fast track referees. We know that they're fast tracked referees sometimes. Why can't they fast track these players? And I know a lot of referees have to go through the, um, you know, the Sunday leagues and then the lower leagues and then, you know, the EFL before they get to the Premier League, uh, if they're deemed good enough. But I just think, should you know, should they not be given the chance, ex-players, to, to, to put their ideas forward, even if it is just in the VAR? I'd sooner see them... On, on the pitch and VAR gone altogether. Yeah, I would, I would as well. I think I would much prefer that as well. I think players should perhaps even have sort of some influence in some of the rules of the game. Like the offside rule has changed so many times in the last 20 to 25 years. It used to be daylight and now it's toenail. We've gone from one extreme to the other. Um, the same with handballs, the same with penalties. There's, there's lots of things that are in contention that I think players probably be in disagreement with because mm -hmm. penalties are so regular. I think I tweeted the other week as well, like out of the eight Premier League games on one Saturday, four had red cards in, which is just ridiculous. Like it makes it sound like it's warfare out there. Like it, it, it that's just not, that's ridiculous to have four red cards across eight games. It, the Premier League isn't a dirty it's not a dirty league. It can get a bit physical. Um, and that seems to be what's getting punished is people being physical. So I think if players got brought in a bit to discuss some of the laws of the game, to make them realistic and not take the spirit out of the game, 
everybody would kind of be on board with it, I think, a bit more. But it's whether players would want to. I don't know whether there's a there is a desire or enough uptake for enough players to make Do you an not impact. Think let, let's say Joe Smith, uh, midfielder for Rochdale, gets injured, his career finishes early, and he's maybe got to go out selling double glazing or insurance. No disrespect to those those businesses. Um, if he's offered the chance. And they're on good money these days, referees. It's not it's like a lowly played, you know, you know, you don't you don't have some sausage butcher that they used to have that used to do that at the midweek and then go go refing at the end. Nothing but if they were approached, do you not think they would want to, Kate? If they were approached, yeah, possibly. Possibly. I think that's the whole thing though, isn't it? Would they get approached? Does football want to improve? Do the powers that be behind the game want to improve it? And I genuinely don't think the answer is yes. It's a closed shop, referees union. It's a closed, closed shop. shop. Yeah, and and you know they're they're a different breed now. I mean, if you think back, and we well, have to look back, don't you, to learn? We had a referee lived up the road from me in Great Bookham called Ray Lewis. Could, um, did he ever find his way home? He did indeed. Um, <laughs> and he um, he actually was unlucky enough to referee the Hillsborough tragedy semi final. Um, but he refereed local games as well uh, for a bit of fun. You never even knew he was on the pitch. Mm. If somebody was being a bit naughty, as one of our players could be, he'd just run alongside him and have a quiet word. You yeah. know, none of this come to me and, you know, this stuff. And, you know, he'd just have words. So, look, if you carry on, you'd be off. We're not messing about, but I don't want to. And that's how he worked. And that's how referees did it in those days. Um, now... It seems they have to be the centre of attention. Um, and while you've got that, you're not gonna they're not gonna change. A foul is supposed to be intentional. I don't think they've changed the rules. It's if it's accidental, it's not a foul. That's all gone out the window. Um, mm. I haven't even looked at the football rules for a long time, but I'm sure that is definitely one of them that you know a foul is given for an intentional infringement. Mm. Now you tell me, handballs in the box like they're giving, they're intentional. I, I I actually went down one of my famous YouTube rabbit holes at the weekend uh, because obviously the, the the Leicester game was Friday night, so I had nothing to do because now, now now I'm no longer with my wife. I don't have to go out shopping on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, bonus, bonus. Every, every every cloud, as they say, every cloud. Um, I I went asked you know I say my my well well known my well famous YouTube rabbit hole. And I ended up watching the Leeds-Chelsea FA Cup replay, which they've, they've obviously classed as the most dirty game game ever. Um, and I watched I mean, that and I'm thinking, like, hey, not only would it only be five aside by the end of it, but if that was a um, VAR-controlled match, that would have gone on for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping every five, decking everything. You know, it was, it was awful. Um, but don't you miss all that? Yes, I do, really? and that's what I love. Yeah. That's what I love. And tell me if I'm wrong, guys, and, and either of you come in on this one, but when I'm watching the game and I'm thinking the referee, in fairness, and maybe this is why people think the referees are bad, they're not blowing the whistle, or I'll come to Kate because it's Kate's turn, and they're not blowing the whistle every five minutes. They are letting tackles go in this division. And I look at something and I think, ooh, and the referee's going play on or no, it's not a foul or whatever. And he's thinking, yeah, we, we're seeing more football. 
Yeah, we are seeing less stoppages, I guess. Um, I think it's just more the frustration of, um, for me, on, on Friday, because it's a recent event, some of the stuff was so, um, they just fall for it. Like, you can't run up to a player from behind. He'll know you're there and just throw himself mm. on the floor. And the referee falls for it every time. You can see what's happening. Yeah. And then, oh, well, I'm going to grab my head because play's not stopped and we've lost possession, so I'll grab my head. Um, so whilst I do, it is a bit more free flowing, but it can be petty stoppages as well still. But is that is that the referee's fault? I mean, a if he's holding his head, he's got to stop the game, and players know that. But is it not the players' fault? Or should managers not be earning the money and taking the players aside and say, "Look, cut cut it out"? Yeah, I think they players. should do. Yeah. Um, players, they seem to be. It seems to be um, a positive thing that can happen in the game if they do that. So why would they? They can get something out of it. But the other, well, there was quite a few lengthy stoppages on Friday, and we were saying that if you need treatment on the pitch, if you call a physio on, they should have oh. to bring a stretcher to take you off. If you want treatment, you're going off the pitch and the game restarts, and that's yeah. the end of it. Um, you shouldn't be able to stop play and sit in the field of play for five minutes while you decide or talk tactics or whatever bit of play you want to discuss or pretend to have an injury it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that just get them off the pitch if it's that bad stretch her on straight away carry them off well, so, it will soon stop yeah. it it will soon stop it they soon get up wouldn't they Burnley uh last season one of their players or the season before sorry when we were both in yeah. there one yeah. of their players actually edged his ass back onto the pitch he was actually yeah. off the and he edged it on so that the game would be stopped. But surely that is down to the managers saying, cut it out, you know, don't... Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure the managers encourage it. Say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, lads. Wink, wink. Of course they do. Of course they do. Um, and, and they will tell them to do it. Um, yeah, they'll tell them to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, was it Neil Warner? Because you can't have roll-on, roll-off subs, which is another contentious decision. Like, if you're injured and need to go off, you shouldn't you shouldn't be left down to 10 men. If someone's nailed you on the pitch, you shouldn't be left to 10 yeah. men for five minutes to yeah. sort yourself out. Like, rugby has good replacement. Just have a roll-on, roll-off. It's not a big deal. Like, But they just don't want to help themselves. And a lot of the new rules that have been brought in from football are always exploited. The head injury thing is exploited. I think in one of the Liverpool games the other day, a guy went down playing against Liverpool, holding his leg, realised it wasn't stopping, so he then he moved it to his head. And then even like the free kicks, it got exploited, so they had to bring in the shaving foam. Every rule is exploited. And that's We're back to you only fans then, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dishonest sport, sadly. It's a very dishonest sport. It's not gentlemanly so, at all. Should they then, Dave, use VAR retrospectively? Should they, they you know, they, they've got yeah. you know all week to watch these games. Should they be sat there and going, "Oh, that guy obviously died. It's a yellow card." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the referee again, the manager that's soon be would would then soon be saying, "Cut it out, lad," because you want you know if you do that again and it's watched retrospectively, and we we've all seen it, we all know as fans, we see like Kate just said, holding his leg, then holding his head. VAR should be looking at that and going like, well, that's cheating, basically. That's a yellow card. All right, maybe not a red card, card. retrospectively, but this issue yellows because they will add up. But they can't, they can't do anything with yellow cards, can they? Oh, I'm echoing. I'm echoing. I'm echoing.
Oh, well, we're all echoing. Oh, we're Kate, all are echoing. you echoing? Kate, are you echoing? Am I echoing? Yeah. No. Nah. Nah. I can hear myself. Yeah. I can hear myself back with you. Uh, I'll, I'll try to mute I'll, in me I'll and see if it's me. Okay. Okay. Right. That's much right. better. That's much better. Right. No, it's not. It's not no, you, it's Chris. Not. It's not you, Chris. I'll mute me. me. I'll mute me. Right. Well, I'll stop you. now. <laughs> Mine's stopped. Uh, well, I've muted uh, well, Dave. I've muted Dave. Oh, I can still know. I'm still oh, getting an echo. Still, it, might echo. You, it might be you, Kate. Is it me? Now then, Dave. Yes, it's Kate. Yeah. It is Kate. We've Honestly, two Kate. typical bloody woman. Speaking two for the price isn't one. enough for her. <laughs> Kate, can I just say then, please, if you can mute yourself no. when you're not, you're not talking. Yeah. Is that okay? And then we won't get the feedback. It's usually Brad yeah, that we have this trouble with. I thought I sorted it. Never mind. Yeah. Don't worry. If you just if you just do that, and then we're not getting it back. It's, um, it's echoing. Got many photos up. That's why. <laughs> you just want to see him again, don't you, Dave? Paint your drawing like everybody else. You tight bugger. <laughs> my ten pounds on its way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but should we should like I say should it be used retrospectively? Well, definitely. Uh, I, I don't get lots of things about it all. I don't get where they can't overturn a yellow card because that mm. can bring a ban. I don't get when you go off the pitch because someone's taken you out. I think Kate said it, and um, you have to wait to come on. Now there's a waiting list limit, thirty <laughs> seconds or something, or a minute before you can get back on the pitch. I heard a commentator say yesterday. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, I do agree that they should be straight off the pitch. Mm. Um, nobody getting treatment on the field because they'll soon get up. You know, I mean, you, they're rolling around in agony and the next minute they're chasing back for the ball when it's um, coming their way again. So, you know, it's rubbish. It really is. The classic uh, I, one was, uh, was the obviously Italy in, in, was it the Euros where he went down, didn't get the penalty, they scored, he suddenly got up and was cheering. Yeah, um, yeah. send him Kate, off. I'll send Kate, him off. Send, exactly, yeah. Kate, are there too many rule changes? Is this is this the trouble that A, the players don't know what the, where they're standing? And in fairness, to be honest with you, sometimes the referees are maybe forgetting, oh shit, has that been updated or am I still doing that? Because they seem to change the rules every season. Yeah, I think it just comes back to the ambiguity point, doesn't it? That I've changed my microphone, by the way, so hopefully that redirected my sound somewhere else. And that right. might help. Um, yeah, so I think it's just due to the ambiguity of the rules. Like offside, when a lot of these referees probably learnt their craft, was mm. it's very black and white. It's offside or it's not. It's not, oh, you're not interfering or you're not in the keeper's line of sight or you stood by the corner flag, it, it was never anything to do with that. Is Are you closer to the keeper than the last defender? That that was the end of it. And now there's so many different phases of play and, yeah, different interpretations. Handball, to me, was deliberate, and if you gain control from it, that leads to a goal, probably. Perez um, FA Cup final. Yeah, whereas now, it's, is it above the head? Is it a natural position? Mm. Well, how can you possibly say if it's someone's natural position, you're not there? And I think there was an Arsenal one given a few months, about a month ago, and yeah. a guy was blocking a shot from about a yard away and slid in like that, and it yeah. hit him up here. Yeah. 
And you can't, you just can't ever say that that's deliberate handball. He was slow, you know, he, he's in no control of his body at that point. It wasn't like he literally palmed it off the goal, Luis Suarez style. Mm. Um, it, it's all become ambiguous. So it makes it, the rules have made the referee's job a lot, lot harder, even with camera replays. That is a lot better, by the way, Kate. Um, I two, can remember... I'm impressed. Two microphones, Kate. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a stage name? I think so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, two mics, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Onlyfans.com, only everybody. Check out two mics, Kate. <laughs> He's not called Mike, is he? Please don't tell me. He is. I <laughs> <laughs> I can remember when I was at school, and you know when you're at school, they have these book clubs where they come around and they sell you books. And I actually bought uh, the 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 at the time it was the FA rules to the game of football. You sad <laughs> so, as a kid, as a kid, you're thinking, well, maybe. All right, it was literally not as thick as that. No. Okay. Now, if you get your rule book, it's probably the size of that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's literally is the difference, as Kate said. It's just <coughs> many me. tools. It can be simplified a lot. I think this should just get rid of offside, to be honest with you. But Kate, and I'll come back to you in a second, Dave. But I wanted to take up with Kate a point yeah. that you actually brought up uh, that she did want to talk about, and that is players not abiding by rules, as in um, going off the pitch by the nearest place. You know, walking very slowly off a pitch. Um, your thoughts on that, Kate? Because I know you wanted to discuss that. Yeah, I think that's just another um, bad reflection of the referee and where they do wimp out a bit. I'm not saying that I can do a better job, and I'm not saying that it's a, a easy. What is it? Ten thousand things you need to know. What about what? Anything? About everything. Everything. Bloody hell! It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jay Simpson, I opened the page at. Hannibal. Blue oh, bang. Bloody hell. Anyway. So scary, so scary he's frozen. I know. You're actually frozen. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> but yeah, some of the rules are just the referees wimp out. Properly, properly enforcing them. So walking off that, I mean, that was quite funny on Friday night. I don't know if you saw that, Chris, that when um, one of the players was so close to the touchline on the far side that he decided to walk the other way and Yannick literally shoved him off. It was brilliant. He wasn't messing with Yannick, that was for sure. And he did end yeah. up going off having to walk by all of us and, and get some abuse. But it's just things like that. The referee wasn't going to enforce it, so Yannick did. Like, why isn't the referee enforcing it? And he holds his watch like this, like some theatre production, like big drama. Well, you know he's not stopped his clock. You know he's not stopped his clock. It doesn't get added on. So it's just constant, constant underhand behaviour from players and fans on both sides. All fans absolutely hate it. it it's horrible. It's a horrible part of the game and ruins it when people aren't punished for it, really. If that's the rule, just enforce it and literally stop the clock. And if they can take all day, then if they want to take 20 minutes to walk off the pitch, as long as the clock is stopped, fans won't mind. It's just constantly underhand behaviour that is, is frustrating. It is. And like I say, I think if we had you know, the retrospective rule in VAR, they could look at that and go, nope, he should have gone off by the nearest point. That is a yellow card. Um, Dave, 
I'm going to move on and come to you first with this one uh, because there's the um, Anthony Taylor has just been demoted because of his mistake at the uh, the weekend. Howard Webb, who seems to be spending more of his time on the TV apologising for VAR than actually trying to do anything to uh, to, to put it right. Um, should Prem- All right, Premier League referees get it wrong? A, whether they should be punished or not, because the idea is that if they get it wrong, then the VAR should should back them up but the VARs recently got demoted as well should they be dumped on the the, the championship should we have to put up with the shit that's, that's come back up the toilet in the Premier League no League 2 but then should they why should they have to put up with it should they not well, just be banned altogether wages stopped yep you know, again that is the shortest answer ever that well, <laughs> I just don't see what good it does by demoting them. Mm. It, I mean, if if it's a genuine mistake, it won't, it's not won't, won't do them any favours. No, you're right. Why should we have to put up with them? Um, and have they got enough referees to do that? And who's dealing with? V- I mean, surely VAR is a problem because, as you say, if a referee makes a mistake in the Premier League, it mm. goes upstairs. That's I when think- the problem is. I think with that Liverpool one, which was probably the worst one so far this season, although we're only a quarter wow. of the way through the season, I'm sure there'll be more. Um, the VAR guys got demoted. Um, should have been, well. They should have been sacked. Yeah. No but doubt. All, all three of those that are in the picture there have been demoted. Should it then, Dave, should it then be a um, one warned, like, a, like at work, a written, you know, verbal warning, a written warning, a second written warning, sacked? Well, as you say, it's a job. They earn a lot of money from it. Mm. It's not um, a part-time thing anymore. It's like everything. If you get it wrong, you pay. You know, whether you pay financially or professionally, but you rarely uh, get away with it. And these guys get away with murder. Mm. And, and, you know, they just carry on doing it. I I don't get it at all. I mean, we all say, and, and only because we're nice, say, well, referees, it's a difficult job. No, it's not. It's not a difficult job. It's just whether you know the rules and know how to referee. I mean, to me, the hardest bit is keeping up with the damn players. But, you know, if you've got proper linesmen and you, you can still see something that goes on. You'd have to be right on top of it to see it. You know, we can see things in the stands and we're Mm. not right on top of them. So it's all about knowing and interpreting the rules properly. And they can't do it. You know, that might okay. be to the point then, mightn't it? That that if they're not interpreting the rules properly, there's I, I'm not a big believer in demotion because A, I don't want the crap. That's no. not fair on other leagues. If you're mm. if you are a professional referee, then professional football is your level, whether it's Premier League or League Two, you should be good enough or bad enough for all of those leagues. But the issue is is around education. And if they actually sort some feedback from referees to say, actually, I'm making these mistakes because I don't know where I am and I don't know what the rule is or I'm caught up in the moment and because I'm constantly getting it in the ears from people. Like Harry Maguire at the weekend stood behind the guy shouting at him while he's watching the TV on the screen. Um, It's just not acceptable behaviour. So the referees need education and 
demotion just isn't the right thing to no. do because you're either good enough or you're not. You're competent or you're not. You're not. Oh, you're competent for League One or you're competent for the Championship, but not the Premier League. What? Why? You're yeah. either competent or you're not. It's the same job. Talking Where's about you? what you were saying before about you know not walking off the pitch, not applying rules. Unless they've changed it, I thought they'd brought a rule in. And I suppose Maguire, I don't think, was the captain. I think that's Bruno at the moment. That it should only be the captain that goes to the referee. Yeah, so he wasn't actually at the referee. The referee was stood there looking at the screen to make a decision because he'd been referred to the screen. And Maguire Mm. stood about 10 feet back shouting at him. Can't you see that? Can you see this? What's going that that would just I would just not tolerate it. And I'd say to him, if you'd start doing that again, you send it, you sent off. Stop well, cheating. It's basically well, cheating. Yeah, to be honest, Kate, I'll send them off anyway. Yeah, it's just yeah. not acceptable. They know, they know, but they're told to get on the referees, to get at them all the time, have a word. Madison used to be good at that. He'd be having a quiet word as they're running up the pitch together. Um, stuff like that. Just put planting that seed in the referee's mind that just maybe he might have got it wrong and next time yeah. he might go on their side. And that's what it's all about. And it's always been like that, to be fair. Fergie was the, was the king of it, wasn't well, he? Well, yeah, it, it's always been like that. But mm. the difference was in the old days is that the referees didn't tolerate it. No. Uh, and they Red card can be rescinded. So if the referee is giving out these red cards and then there's a fuss about it, they might say, well, it wasn't really booking them. So if they'd booked Maguire at that point, and then that really makes it worse because he's then as a defender on he's got to really be careful and not slide into any tackles because he's already on a stupid yellow. It's like, it's like kicking the ball away and, and the bookie for that, you know. I mean, they're more concerned with booking. Do you remember when Damari Gray got booked for taking his shirt off when he scored I was against? I just Cardiff? thinking that. You know, they're more bothered about those sort of rules than they are the proper rules. And you, you, you notice that they don't ever not do that. If someone takes their shirt off, they're never not booked. No. Why is that rule followed to the letter and other ones aren't? Yeah. Because there's no real repercussions. You've either took your shirt off or you've not. But in mm. my view is you've either tried to influence the referee or you've not. You've either come to him like Rooney used to. Rooney was the king of it, trying to influence the referee. It's cheating. It's cheating. It's purely trying to bully and emotionally like blackmail almost a referee to make the decision in 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 pro of your team and it, yeah. it's we just watch it happen and the pundits flag off referees like referees have such a tough time but they're not protected enough and they're not the game has got harder to referee because of all these silly ambiguous rules that we've just said about that it's not made easy for them that's what VAR is supposed to do though yeah, but the rules are so ambiguous. You've got the same people looking at it, but just slowed well, down. Yeah. They still can't make a flipping decision. No, no. So if Too they can't people. get it right with that, then go with the referee. Simply. Too many people in doing... I mean, I, I can remember, uh, I think it was in the last World Cup, and there was nine officials, ten officials, I think it was. I think we got into double figures. Ten officials um, watching the games. You had the, you had the referee... And you had the two linesmen. Uh, then you had the fourth official. Then you had the VAR. Then you had the assistant VAR. So we're currently up to six. Then there was um, the assistant VAR supervisor. And then there's another supervisor. There's eight. Uh, I mean, how many does it take? I Just going back to, and you laughed at me, right? But when I when I bought my, my book back in school, and that's not <laughs> it. But 
the, the, the thing that I one thing that I remember is that there was a picture of a football pitch and the referee ran diagonally. Yeah, diagonal, yeah. yeah. So whatever side he was on was opposite to the linesman. Yeah. And you say about the linesman not being able to keep up, he's only got half a pitch to run. Because <laughs> yeah. he goes to the halfway line and then he comes back again. But the referee's got so surely that should be be covering it all, but the referee very, very rarely talks to his linesman anyway. And Dave, when, when we played QPR and that guy got sent off, and I actually said, Bloody hell, what's this referee doing? He had his pocket, his card in his pocket, out his pocket, in mm. his pocket, out his pocket. He went and he gave the, the yellow cards, I think, for the um uh for the headbutts and the arguing and the handbags. He then went to speak to his linesman. His linesman said, you know, he got him round the neck and he pulled him down. Well, that's a yellow card. He went over, second yellow. And you know, I actually looked at it and I thought, my God, the linesman and the referee talking to each other. I mean, they might talk anyway, yeah. but they're actually talking to each other. That's what we don't see enough of in my in my um um opinion. Opinion, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Um, see, I don't think the linesman has to be in line for an offside decision. Um, I've never thought that. Because, VAR's not. Well, no, exactly. But you can see, if, if you know the game, you can see when that ball's about to be kicked and you can still check the line. You do not have to be right in line because they'll miss something. And that's what they do. They're too busy running up and down trying to keep up. Uh, and I, unfortunately, when I managed a team for a while, I had to run the bloody line because lazy bastards of a substitute wouldn't do it. Um, Parents won't do it. They all go. I, I've been the same. I was an well, assistant coach for one of my boys' team. When it came right. to wanting linesmen, there. No, and you know what? What was worse is that because I didn't give a free kick to my own team, um, the, the abuse I got. And I said to the guy, I said, we were talking quite nicely before the game. You're swearing at me now. Oh, I said, where's the flag? You do it. I said, you fuck off any time five minutes before kickoff. You can't be forced to do it. Look, so an assistant referee, let's give them the proper title. Well, that touched the nerve, didn't it? <laughs> it used to really piss me off. They were pissed about that next week. Let it go. Let it go. Dave's point earlier was... Um, that he, he didn't think linesmen were, it's not really a role anymore because a lot of their responsibility has been taken away. And I completely agree. At most matches I go to, if there's like a contentious, is it a corner, is it a goal kick? And the linesman is on that line. He never makes a decision. He kind of like has a bit of a wobble, looks over at the ref and they look back at each other and they don't know what to do. And then the ref makes the call. And even with the Hamza thing on Friday night, with the Hamza thing, he... Um, the lineman was four feet away. Yeah. It was yeah. the ref to make the decision. I was like, you've got to step in. Excuse me. Yeah. Going back to, and this is another thing I do remember from my uh, book about the refereeing back uh, when I was a kid. It was written on scrolls. Um, but the referee will make the decision. It's only if he is not sure that he will look to the linesman. But the linesman is not allowed to make the decision until the referee's given it. But even for a throw in. Apparently so. No, they you know, don't, so. do they? In most occasions, when the ball's down the byline and it's gone out, I'm not sure if it's a goal kick or a corner. Most times than not, the referee's near the centre circle. So this how was... he's calling 
a goal this kick. Was the, uh, this was the rules in 1976, so they may well have been changed quite a few times since. Well, they've still not sorted them out. because You the weren't even born then, were you, Kate? No. No, Right, I'm cancelling my subscription to your channel now. <laughs> <laughs> you upset me. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something a little bit controversial here. Um, taking, taking on board the points you've made about that, is we have a VAR for a game, don't we? And we have an assistant VAR, so we have two extra uh, officials at watching the game why don't those two officials become extra assistant referees so we've actually got four assistant referees on each game so if something's happening on one side near a corner flag and the referee happens to be on uh, the linesman sorry or ref, assistant referee happens to be on the other side and therefore can't see it the assistant referee on that side would be able to see it so have four assistant referees didn't they try that they trialed it, didn't they? At uh, some championships, they did. So they had a guy on the. They had a guy on the. Um, oh, they had a guy. No, that was on the back line, line wasn't it? That yeah. was in, the, in, oh, yeah. in Europe. Yeah, they had one on either side. Yeah, you mean an extension make... of the touchline? Yeah, he could make... not make a decision. No, didn't do of... anything. No, because he was waiting for the referee to decide. No, that was that was on the on the goal line, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was only again only on one side of the goal. But what yeah. about having that an extra two two assistant referees? Uh, you said right. it was controversial. That's not controversial. Yeah. That's actually quite sensible. I love you, Kate. Which means wow. it won't get in. <laughs> Up to a point, Kate. To be fair, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> what? But you have yeah. to. Un but it is quite unusual. Like, so you only run the touchline for half the pitch. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah, ridiculous. That, that doesn't happen in NFL. No. I get it with because football is so quick, and therefore, you know, they are just the idea is that the two halves are covered with the two, you know, the two, uh, uh, yeah. call them linesmen for God's sake. That's what yeah. they are. But um, you're right, that, that's decades old, that's that's generations old. Mm. The game's changed, so therefore, that should. I mean, I always wonder what the fourth official did, apart from older board up, to be honest, and listen to arguments from Ferguson and Wenger. Because <laughs> they don't do anything else, do they? Really, they don't make. They're there as a backup in case the referee, I think, has to go off injured as well. Don't sit in the stand then, for God's sake, you know, <laughs> or do something useful and and help make decisions. I, I I don't get it, but you're right. I mean, we've had three officials forever. Mm. Um, and, so actually, uh, you 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 were both saying I've come up with a good idea there. I'm trying not to, but I <laughs> thought you were. See, my other idea was as well, and oh, this, this is probably more controversial now. Let's we we look at the rules. We make it simpler, um, and uh, they did. Someone it might have been one of Brian Clough saying, like, you know, football is a very simple game, you know, made difficult by rules. Um, get rid of get rid of offside altogether. Mm. Why I'd do we need Why do we need offside? I'd be happy with that. Because we can't well, the, the, hey, away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
That's twice. In... What I always say about offside, and it really grates me, and this is probably from my netballing days, right? So you only allow certain players in certain areas of the pitch in netball. No. So you ban off, you you have offside brought in to stop goal hanging in a game where you're encouraged to score goals, but you don't bring an offside in for defensive play. So you can park the bus with all your players in your half and that's okay, which is essentially goal hanging, but in reverse. Yeah. So either bring it in for defensive play, like you have to have two players at all time or three players in your own half at all times, or you just get rid of it full stop and it's just it's just free reign. If you want to play a high line or, a, you know, whatever, yeah. just the game's there to be scoring goals. Mm. Yeah. In you know, my like, parking the bus is right, so... If you're a Gary Lineker... And you know, a goal hanger, and you're up there, and it's up to the other opposing team whether they want to have a defender back or not. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how that do it, why you don't do it defensively because you can park the bus, which is the same thing. You can goal hang your own goal, mm. which is not a, doesn't make for a great spectacle of a football match at all. And it, you know, it, it ends up being like a Manchester City game 80 20 in possession and nil nil for ages, and then they'll blitz you. Um, yeah. And that, it's just that's not in the spirit of the game either. They tried that out as well uh, in a funny way at the Anglo-Italian tournament, if you remember, Chris, many, many years ago, where they, they drew a line between the penalty box and the halfway line and you could not be offside. <laughs> you remember. You He's off to off Belgium again. <laughs> it, was, it was in the Belgian league. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't be offside uh, behind that line. So right. that okay. gave you, uh, you know, another bit of space, and it, it opened the spaces up. Um, but then these days, you'd have well, is your toenail over that line, or well, uh, same old issue, isn't it? I'm yeah. not. I don't know. I mean, to, to have somebody parked in the opposition's penalty box all the time, um, I'm not sure. It'd be worth a try, but I don't know. I mean, it, I was also in my youth a defender. And uh, it was nice to do the um, Arsene Wenger back four, you know, with the hand mm. up and step forward at the right time. And that was an art. To, to perfect that, you had to get it right. And then, mm. of course, rely on the linesman, um, which was not always possible. So I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see it try, trialed, but I, I don't know. I think the, the problem we have is that as the FA or the PGMOL, if you want to say that runs football in this country and the referees, don't make the rules. The rules come down from FIFA, and that is the problem. You know, we can't uh, introduce our, our own rules. But can well, I just say... Well, can we not? Because no. we are with the extra time, aren't we? No, because that's... that's FIFA are not carrying... Well, UEFA are not going to do, do it the way we do. I thought they were, because they did it in... No. Well, FIFA did it in the World Cup, FIFA didn't did. they? UEFA said they will not follow the Premier League on how they're doing it. But then but then the Premier League are following FIFA who were the big well, one. I don't know. See that's, that's, that's what I heard that's what I heard Howard Webb say once that you know they are they can't just change rules as they wow. want. It's got to go off to a, a meeting yeah. in Switzerland and what have you. Yeah, but can yeah, I just yeah. say Kate, you are my new favourite pundit now. We've agreed twice. And uh... but what's funny about the um the added time thing is it okay, this year we're going to actually Well, count we're gonna come on to that in a second, Kate. Because that's the next the next topic. Oh, it's not to that ask... favourite, obviously. <laughs> Don't jump in ahead. Jump in ahead. I want to <laughs> ask you, Dave. Um, how how many you know how many minutes do you pay to go and watch a football game for? 
how many would I like to, or how many do no, I? How many do you think when you go and watch a football match? How many minutes technically are you paying to watch that game for? I think I knew this, but I would if I didn't know it, I'd probably say about 60 minutes. Well, no, you're paying for 90 minutes, aren't you? Well, football. It's like when you go into a cinema. If that film is one hour, 20 minutes long, you are paying for one hour, 20 minutes. So you are paying to go and watch a, a game of football it's, for it's 90 a minutes. It's a tricky one because if you'd paid to go and see the Leeds game, you'd probably be disappointed and you didn't get 90 minutes of football. If you go to the theatre, you generally go and see something that you want to see, but it's also well-performed. It's a, it's a difficult Well, one. I don't know whether you like the theatre or not, doesn't it? But, um, Kate, yeah, you wanted to bring this up, uh, and you obviously you did just then. Um, I'm, I, for one, am all for this. And there's a sign there that says 19 minutes. Um, there was one at the weekend, I think, that was 10. Yes, because fans are being... And again, it's the footballers. They don't care. The footballers are getting £100,000 a week, whether they play for 90 minutes or, or 66, whatever Dave said. They, they don't give a damn. But as fans, we're being shortchanged without this, aren't we? Yeah, and I think the point that I raised to you earlier when I wanted to talk about this was football is the only sport I can think of in the world where timekeeping is left with the official. Mm. Every single other sport it's outside of the official's control and hands because the clock just stops. Or cricket, you have to bowl, what is it, 15 overs an hour? Mm. Like, it, it's very obvious. And it's completely out of the official's hands. There's no human intervention. There's no emotional influence involved because it is what it is. And football is the only sport I could think of where timekeeping is an issue. It's so contentious and they don't want to do anything about it because it's part of cheating mm. to encourage the bigger clubs to be more successful. And... It's a massive issue. Tennis has a countdown clock. Basketball does. Um, you have only 30 seconds to take a field goal in NFL, otherwise you'd use the turnover ball. Rugby is a stop clock. I don't understand why football is the only sport where timekeeping is controlled by the humans. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and what my point was earlier was that with the injury time thing, and now they've said, oh, we'll do it properly, like what seemed to happen in the World Cup. So what does that mean you've been doing for the past 10 years? Literally making it up, which we all knew anyway, but they've they've just as well as admitted that they've been making it up. So what what's the point in holding the fancy board up that costs about a grand to say oh. you've got four minutes of injury time? Like it's an absolute nonsense. It's you just it's more underhand behaviour and it's not honest. How it's often really have we at the end of the game and gone, what? There's more time yeah. than that, you know. Yeah. Dave, as I, I totally 100% agree with Kate. That's three times in one show. Um, yeah. but Brad? To play, to play um, devil's advocate, do we end up like uh, American football where the game is sort of going on for three hours or something like that? Well, that yeah, that can be a problem. I mean, they leave before the game's over anyway, half the people, don't they? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think if you're winning, it's an issue. If you're losing, it's great. That's what it comes down to all the time. You know, if it benefits you, then fantastic. If it doesn't, then it's wrong. And I think that's the mentality of football supporters as well that uh, doesn't encourage it. No. But, but the, trouble, the other trouble is they never play the full time. Or never used to. They might now. I don't know. But 
last year, Vicky, my, my daughter that came with me, she used to time the extra time because she was convinced that they weren't, um, you know, doing the whole lot. Yeah, for the wrong. first time now, for the first time ever, which again is literally unfathomable, they let the clock tick past ninety minutes at the ground now. Oh, okay. Oh my Is god, that... total transparency. Yeah. Like, can you? But it's so easy. Like, why were you hiding it before? Why did the clock tick at ninety minutes? Now it ticks on over, which is oh, interesting. Brilliant. Yeah, that's um, that, and, that, that's and why why was it just not done? Whose bright idea was that? But again, I think it's to be it's to be covert, it's to be underhand. Yeah. It's to be, so you can't properly tell when the game's about to finish. And it's arts protection, isn't it? That's what it is. It's all all about protecting the officials and you know that they're you know that they're not they're not good, but they're protected by everybody. But again, is it let let's say um Leicester one nil up and there's fifteen minutes extra time added on because there's been a lot of stoppages and a lot of time wasting and we're into like third you know twelfth minute and let's be honest with you, you can still score a goal in three minutes. You know, we, we know that very well, Tottenham Hotspur. Um but do the players then look up at the, the thing and go, oh, I'm just gonna mess about and keep it here and play around the back for three or four minutes. Well, they do anyway. That's after, that's at eighty-nine minutes <laughs> without no, knowing. You, you see what I'm saying, though. It, it, yeah. Well, why not? Devil's advocate here. I'm yeah. Why it. not? Why not? Um, because that's that's what's called in the professional world. What is it? Um, Gamesmanship. No, no. Well, that's what we call it. Um, they call it managing the game. Oh, manage the game management. Yeah. Mm. So. And that's You're true. Getting... You can't, why can't you just take it to the corner flag and hold it there until the opposition comes and gets it off you? Yeah. Then you, yeah, it's you up, it's up to the losing team to come and get it, isn't it? But what should can... happen is Joe Blog soars on the floor holding his knee, rolls around for a couple of minutes and realises that the game's not stopping. So he'll do something else to just then make the ref feel guilty. That happened against Leeds. There was no head injuries as such, but a guy just was lying on the floor for ages and didn't move. Then as soon as the referee blew his whistle, he was able to move. He made this miraculous recovery because the referee had stopped the game. And we, oh. we lost about five minutes. So that well, that's not about holding the ball up and passing it around the back. That's about oh. deliberately stopping Jeez. play. And there's nothing you can do about it because he's sat on his ass on the pitch. There was, there was one in the game where the, the, the Leeds player went down. Leeds had the ball and the referee played on. Leeds lost the ball. And I heard the, the the commentator say it's not up to Leicester to kick it out because Leeds had the ball, so they should have kicked it out if they wanted the game stopping. Um, VAR are sat there, Kate. VAR sat there watching this game, and they know when it's referred to them. If you like, if the game's the referee stopped the game, they can see that. Press a button, stop the clock. Then, for as long as they take. Press it once again once the, the, the game starts again. So, again, we have got the technology there to do that or have somebody in the ground, again, I suppose that's another official then we're adding, uh, with a with a watch and <laughs> that, 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 that does it. it. Again, it's very easy to do, isn't it? That's the thing. A lot of what fans get frustrated about, a lot of these problems that are in football, the solutions are so easy and would take probably no money to implement. How, what's it, how much money would it take to implement a stopwatch at a, at a football match to make the KP clock stop like it does at the Tigers? It, it would. It doesn't cost money. No. 
but it takes balls and that's yeah. the problem but do you do you have that um... fourth official could do that yeah nothing else to do is he <laughs> Dave's favourite official we found here. <laughs> do, do you let the crowd see it though when the clock stopped? Absolutely, absolutely. And if, and if during a clock stopping period, you want a, your team wants a drink or whatever, then do that. If you need to, re, you know, to rehydrate, whatever, do that. Right. But as long as the clock stopped, it would cut it out so much it would be untrue. Yep. The keeper, the lead keeper, must have taken thirty seconds per goal kick. This is why I don't understand why there's only six minutes added on. And all the referee kept doing was waving him on, waving yeah. him on. There was no booking, waving him on. Then he moved it to the other side of the box. If you stop in the clock, it doesn't happen. Well, you, you remember Vardy used to count, didn't he? Six seconds. Yeah, yeah that went out. That was another rule that was thrown out the window, wasn't it? That rule never gets executed. That, no. The six second rule, he's just bouncing it and bouncing it and bouncing it, and it, and it wastes I time. I think that's it, and technically, I think that's still in play, isn't it? It yeah. should be, but, they but don't... if you went up and kicked it out during the mid much mid bounce, it'll give a foul to the goalkeeper, yeah. So you're screwed. Mm. How would you have felt though if her manson had been doing that? Well, if we were winning, I'd feel great. I don't like dishonesty in sport. I hate it, even if I'm on the receiving end of it. I don't like it. I think Leicester are actually, I don't know if it's just me a bit biased, but I think we're, we didn't play the ref enough last year. Some of the teams no. that came up against us were just not in the ref. We're just not in the ref's ear enough. Vardy and Madders were, and that's about it. Mm. But some of the other teams, they are <laughs> all over it, and it makes a difference. It clearly makes a difference, which is why yeah. it's worth their while. But we're that's not quite good we enough. Play, that's why we should play Cody. Because I'd have thought he'd be in the referee's ear all the time. Yeah. Um, and we need somebody. We need somebody on the pitch who's going to give this verbal leadership. And but it would have been a great But I think, like De Bruyne said, didn't he, in the summer, that this is going to make players tired with their hectic schedules, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, I just don't go with it. There won't be ten minutes of injury time if you're not faffing. Quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So basically, what De Bruyne is saying is that. I can only play for 60 minutes. Mm. And after that, I'm knackered. I mean, I'm 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 100% for this. And I know I, I've, I've taken the worst one I could find above yeah. there uh, at 19 minutes. But if it is 19 minutes, you've played 19 minutes. And again, Kate, what you were saying earlier about things not being enforced, if that was being enforced time and time and time again, and teams that were ahead ended up only drawing or teams that were drawing ended up losing because of the time wasting, the managers would soon cut it out, would they not? Yeah, absolutely. And when there's more stoppages, it can work both ways. Like if there, if there is a 90 plus 10 that comes upon the board because you have been faffing about, during all those stoppages that you've accumulated, there's an element that you can lose concentration. You switch off because you're breaking. You're breaking from momentum of the game. Mm. So it can also work against you. Um which I don't think managers would want either. And Dave, though, isn't it a case... I said earlier about VAR five and a half minutes between Bournemouth and Burnley and it interrupted Burnley's uh, dominance at that time and, and, and was good for Bournemouth, who were winning. Uh, it's also the same with players going down, isn't it? You know, yeah. they do that to break up play and, and to take... Wow. Oh, God, we've been under the cosh here for about four minutes. Go down injured and it'll give us a break. Yeah, they're embarrassing, aren't they? They embarrass themselves. Um, their teammates should 
bollock and for it because it's not it's 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 wimpish isn't it because mm. nobody touches them they go down rolling around and that's been going on for years and nobody's done anything about it they're not going to do anything about it yeah, I don't know how you switch yeah. that. The mentality in rugby is man up and get on with it, even if you've got a broken nose. So how do you get that mentality into a different like into into football? It's it's the yeah. million well, dollar question, really. It's the players. The players have to do it because the referees are too scared to ignore an injury, whether it's real or fake. Mm. Um, because if it goes wrong, they're the guys that'll get it. So it's all about fear. Um and while we've got wimps playing football, you're going to get that. Um, because they say if it was rugby and guys behave like that, they'd soon get to taken mm. out. Can I, can I tell you about another YouTube rabbit hole? Yeah, <laughs> sure you can, but it... it was it was a match of the day. Not um, nine o'clock, yeah. From last season, <laughs> from I think it was the last season of the season before, and there was a player that went down, and there was Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer, and Ian Wright on the panel, and the player went down, and he was screaming that loud that they could hear him. At the end of the show, they all fell off the chair screaming. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, before we go over to the few questions from the um, from, from the uh, the viewers, as they say. We've agreed then that rules, basically rules are too complicated, rules are changed too often, and rules are not enforced. I think we would we all agree with those three points. That is football in a nutshell. It is, is it not? Uh, yes, I'm quite pleased with my little self there. Well, okay. <laughs> there should be some kind of campaign, and that is the tagline. Yeah, yeah well, somebody said here, um, I don't know what he was referring to. I'm sorry, Joe, because it was a while ago. Time for Frexit. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we can we can come up with something, but definitely, I I don't care how much time is added on. Um, I must admit, I used to leave games early, and I don't know what people's thoughts are on this. But if I was at the KP, I could save myself probably 45 minutes to an hour yeah. on the journey home, which was a, a four-hour journey back down to Paul. Yeah. Um, and I can say just by leaving those few minutes early and having, you know, being able to get out the ground and, and, and the stadium early. But if there was an extra 19 minutes added on, I would leave, you know, after 18, if you like. So I, I would still stay that that bit longer. Um, but definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely all for it. All for it. Um, right. Scott came up with a question earlier. Uh, there are rumours that players in January are already being lined up from Premier League clubs, uh, indeed he being one. Uh, how worried are the panel if players like him leave? Dave, let's go to you first with that one. Well, A, I don't think he will. Um, I think, although saying that, the way he's played this year, he's certainly put himself out there. But I think they'll be having such a good time, I think they'll stick it out to the summer. I really do. Unless we get offered silly money. Um, and silly money is money that nobody would have paid for him in the summer. And nobody did. Uh, but then he's had two shit years, hasn't he, to be fair? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's only this year that he started to play like he can. Mm. Um, but I don't think they will, Scott. I really don't. I, I think the guys have bought into it so well. Indeed, he actually looks like he's having fun when he was fit. Uh, and enjoying himself, which I've not seen that for a year or two. From any player, um, well, from any player, yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, I, he always looked a miserable bugger, didn't he? 
stop it. <laughs> I, I actually, for the first time, being in the second tier, are confident that they'll all stay and see it out. I think, we'll the worry is, I think the worry is, Kate, that obviously a lot of these players, indeed the Kalechi, are all on the one, you know, they're, they're coming up to the end of the, you know, the contract in the summer. So are, if no contract has been signed, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm sure Hamza is not the only one that's been spoken to. Um, is it is it down to, are we better off, is what I'm trying to say. So are we better off sort of maybe losing them for nothing in the summer rather than cashing in now because if we stick if we keep those players and get promotion that'd be worth a hell of a lot more for us than it than you know getting a you know five ten million in the transfer window yeah absolutely that's what i was thinking along those lines so even if indeed he did want to go i don't think he'll go this year i think he'll want to finish the project because they've all bought into it remember enzo Mm. said he convinced six to stay in the summer anyway Mm. um and yeah, like you, if they go in the summer and we don't get any transfer fees for them, I don't think that's as big an issue as losing them halfway through the season. Because what could happen with Ndidi is that his, I think he's brilliant. He's, the change in him is, is brilliant to see. It's so nice to watch someone, like Dave said, enjoying their football again. Because mm. um, he is an attribute. He's a really, he's a real key attribute of Leicester City over the last five or so years. Um, but what you don't want to see is that the, there is an argument that indeed he's being better because he's dropped a division and he actually has lost, he's lost, that's just an argument. But also when he comes to renew his contract in the summer, he'll naturally want more money. So is he worth that money? Does he want to stay or can we get and pay somebody else the same kind of wages, but who is better and more established in the Prem? So there's not quite a lot going into the melting pot with that. I love Ndidi. I'd, I'd really want him to stay. I think he's shown he is Premier League level and he's just had a rough couple of seasons and he's a new player now with a new energy and a new role, actually. Yes. Um, so that's it, it, a lot goes into the melting pot with it all, really. Did they take a cut on salary to get relegated? I, d- I think it, some probably did, some probably didn't. Right. So, I mean, most of the old guard are still on Premier League. I think so, because if you're an Indeedy when he signed for us, did you ever think we were going to get relegated? Yeah, Leicester, isn't it? Leicester. And you'd think also that that should be a natural template in a contract Mm. that there's a relegation clause in there, if there's a release clause in there. Well, they learned with Canty, didn't they, about the release clause? Yeah. That that bit them on the bum. Uh, You'd like to think there is... But even so, you've got to know if 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 there's better players out there for the same wages, there's mm. a decision to make from the club, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's always the. I yeah, think that's where Ento will make the decision, and and he'll know. Uh, he knows. I bet he's even thinking now, without telling anybody about players for when we get promoted. You know, he'll he'll be weighing them up and looking at them and checking them all out. You know, he's not going to be like Brendan was and no real plan. Or not even a plan A or B, um, he will be well ahead of it, I think, because yeah, that's that's how he's grown up, and that's yeah. the mentality of being at, even for a year at Man City, where Pep is like working four or five years in advance, um, mm. and you can tell that by the players he signs, yeah. um, because they don't all get in straight away. Some of them don't get in at all, and he'll get rid of them, but only because they their attitude doesn't fit in with the way. Man City are, and I think that will be the same with us. 
And do you think there'll no. be a lot of decisions on where we are next season? I mean, you know, at the moment, all right, we've lost two games. We'd have taken that at the start of the season, obviously. Uh, it looks like we're going to be going up. But let's say we fall off. And something to say that we won't, like you said, Dave, you know, this is Leicester. Mm. If we fall off, the players like Indeedy and Iheanacho won't stay. Where if we go up and we want them to, they may well say, yeah, I, I want to stay and, and see where this that journey goes. I think so. And they'd be mad not to. Mm. Because it, it, and if, if, if everything carries on as it's going at the moment, It'll be too an excited, too much of an exciting place to leave. Mm. Uh, and why would you want to miss out on all that? You know, for the first time in, in two or three years, we've got something to look forward to. Yeah. And we've got a guy who can carry it forward. And it's amazing. Mm. Scott, I think we've covered this, uh, Scott, but it says, should there be more in injury, <laughs> injury time, like, yeah, allocated as it started off with having 10 to 15 minutes. I think we, yeah, I think we have actually uh, really uh, covered that one. Uh, John says, does the, the panel, does the panel, there we go, we're officially the panel, does the panel think we need to get a more attacking eight in January? Uh, Cassidy looked off the pace on Friday night. I'll go to you with that one, Kate, because I know you, you quite like Cassidy. Yeah, I do quite like Cassidy, and I thought, um, I think it was against Sunderland, he was outstanding. Like, there's, there's real attributes about him that he's a big guy, he puts himself about. He's not as physical as I'd like, um, but then I thought on Friday night he had an absolute stinker, and there was no two ways about it. He was clearly quite pivotal to the to the tactics that that Enzo put in place, and it didn't at all gel, and he didn't change it soon enough, in my, in my opinion. He, it wasn't working for him. Um, so he's still nowhere near the finished article, but he's such a young lad. But at the minute, I can't quite see what all the fuss was about getting him, like this superstar. Um, I don't quite see see him as a superstar. I know he's, there's a lot of games to go. He's still really young, et cetera, et cetera, but he's not... He's not just fitted in as some of the others have. And I thought on Friday night, he really looked out of his depth, which was an interest because that would be a Premier League rival potentially. Um, and I just thought he looked he looked off it. He looked off the pace, like like John says. And I just, it, it worried me a bit. So I think I think we, we do need maybe a more attacking eight. Um, I think I read um, Arlo White's article on Twitter that said he felt that Winks perhaps isn't as incisive as he would like. That's the only drawback about Winks. I think sometimes he's not as incisive, but he does sit a bit back. So getting an attacking eight wouldn't be a bad option at all. But whether you get those in January, I don't think you do. But no, no, no it is a bit of a funny window. But Dave, what was it? Is it the fact that we're just missing Indeedy? Well, yeah. You... You wouldn't think that, would you? But I think we are. But also, I think the pace on Friday was pretty hectic by Leeds. I think Leeds were exceptional. Yeah. You know, I don't think they'll play that well that often this year. Um, I hope not, anyway. But we we seem to struggle with the pace and the you know the intensity of it. That's the impression I got on watching it on the telly, anyway. And uh, you know, we were second best. And, and I think, to be fair, yeah, he had a he had a shocker, but then so did one or two others, and this is the first well, exactly. time, first time all season we've actually said that. Yeah, yes. Vardy was Vardy was non-existent on no, Friday as well. No. Like, there was no option there. He he looked a bit jaded, a bit lethargic, a bit lacklustre. So yeah. 
it was just one of those nights. One of those nights. Yeah, we have them. Have we set the bar too high for ourselves? Well, yeah. But it's Mm. the, the players have set the bar high. It's them, and I'm sure the managers told them that, you know, they've set uh, the standard. They've got to live up to it. Mm. Because as soon as they start falling down, he'll swap the team about uh, and he'll make sure they don't. And this is why I think on, is it Saturday? Um, you yeah. know, it's going to be a tough game Saturday. Is it Borough? Away, yeah. Yeah, they're um, doing think, well. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think you'll see the team, a big change in the team on Saturday. I reckon he'll make half a dozen changes at least. Um, and, and yeah, I agree with you. I think we do miss Ndidi, Chris. I think Ndidi's mm. engine is one of his biggest um, positives, and we mm. we missed that a bit. But we wouldn't have said this last season. So Ndidi's changed. Um, yeah. We know yeah. that Vestergaard's changed. We know those, those are the two players that we we talk about every week, and all jokes aside about Vestergaard, they are the two players that have had the biggest change while staying at the team. Um, and Cassidy, he's still, you know, everybody else has come in and sort of settled in straight away. And there is a talent there, golden yeah. boot and golden assists and all that, whether it was the Euros or the World Cup. So we know there's a talent there, but he's, I think he's just taking that little bit longer uh, to settle in. But we'll we'll finish on this one now uh, from Ronald McDonald. Let's finish on a, on a filly of fish. Uh, how about if they change VR next season and let every team have three appeals like how they're doing cricket? I was watching cricket the other day. I know I'm, I'm oh, sad. Really? Watching, yeah. I was watching England play Australia. Oh. Uh, and we lost, We lost. believe it or not, in the World Cup. So it was a one day. I can't do five-day games. They, they just bore me to death. But this was a World Cup, 50 over, whatever it was. And when there's a decision made, they've got... I think it was so many seconds, and you can see it comes up on the screen, and they count down the hi. They count. Ten, down. Ten, I think it's ten seconds. Yeah, ten seconds, not five. Yeah, and it counts down. You see that on the screen, which is the same on the big screen in the ground. My worry about that sort of thing is, for me, football's a fast game. You know, even even when Vestergaard is playing, you know, to me, to you with winks, it's still a, it's still a, the whole idea of football is a fast game. Cricket, even the 50 days and the T20s and all that, still not a quick game because after every ball that's bowled, they can change all the players around and take time and they've got to get the ball and all that. Um, are we just slowing the game down to a point where it's not going to be worth watching, Dave? If you ever want to hear about cricket, ask Chris. From a non-cricketing point of view, <laughs> well, rugby they do it. Yeah, it's, again, it's not game. Going, is and it? tennis. Yeah, tennis, all fast games. Um, and you say it's you not know. a fast game, but if you think it's hit a batsman's glove from a hundred mile an hour ball, you yeah. need help looking at that on the camera. So it's 100 mile an hour ball, it's been lobbed. I think that we started off with this, didn't we, to a degree that it's not VAR that's the problem, it's the people using it. Mm. Uh, they cannot interpret what they see on the screen. And this goes back to the have footballers. Or does VAR, does VAR have a countdown clock? They've got 30 seconds Yeah, going. bloody right it does, not five and minutes. If you they can't decide, it's with clock. the referee. Oh, if you... If, if you Really, what should happen is 
with offside or whatever, you don't need lines. When it's slowed down to the extent it's slowed down, just eyeball it like a linesman could and would if he could slow the game down in real time. Like, just slow it down for me. Can I see it? Not offside. Even if he's slightly leaning, just give it attacking advantage. It's what everybody wants to see. So, like, you, like yeah. Jay said, bars, the technology isn't at fault. No. I mean, the idea was that the attacker gets the advantage anyway in football. I always mm. thought that's how I it works. That. I yeah. thought that. Just, just go back, though. I, I, I don't think any of those games are particularly fast games. I don't think rugby's a fast game. It, that stops a hell of a lot more than, than football does. And, you know, you've got, you know, the ball drops or, or whatever, and you've got them all piling in and it breaks. Cricket, there's no way that's a quick, well, especially even the T20 is not quick. Because, like I say, by the time the bowler's got the ball back, walked half a mile to, to where he decides he wants to start his run up, then, uh, then waits for the captain to move the players around and bring them in or move somebody four you know, foot to the, the ball left. Coming at 90 miles an hour, are you? Yeah. That's yeah. that bit fast, but as a game, as a game, it's not fast, is what okay. I'm saying. And I'm just thinking, you know, like basketball, they have timeouts, you know, and that, that slows it down. American football, how long? Has anybody ever actually watched the Super Bowl? I, I haven't watched it all the way through because I get bored after 10 minutes. I don't know. You, you, you watch, when you're passing the ball backwards or forwards across the line, that's not very quick, is it? Or standing on the ball waiting for an option. That's not a fast game anymore. It's not like bang it up the middle and knock it in. You know, it's just people just passing the ball across the line. Really but slow. You've still got to, you've still got supposedly 90 minutes, but let's say hundred just to wow. be generous to finish that game. How many Super Bowls or American football games are over in that time? Well, I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, it. you know, if it takes it's them four hours, three to four hours, isn't it? Yeah, not much. If you take, and it's a day out, isn't it? It's not just a, <laughs> we'll nip to the game. It's a whole yeah. We'll, we'll have a day out, take a picnic. Um, if they're doing America, that, don't they? That's why um, they charge you two hundred quid a ticket, probably. I just think that if you have appeals, it takes them five and a half minutes now to decide whether it's an offside or not in that game. If we start introducing um, appeals. How long is it going to take them to sort an appeal out? I think as well in football, which I think is kind of what you're getting at, Chris, in regards to the pace of the game, there could be something happen every single minute in football that you that's contentious. Cricket, you don't really get that. Tennis, you don't really get that. And rugby, you don't really get that. Like it, There's not many contentious things because the game is clearer because it's probably a bit slower. Whereas football... You could have five minutes and you've used up all your three appeals, couldn't you? Because mm. it is there's a lot more going on. There's a lot more going on. And it's yeah. a more free-flowing game. And that's because the referees make the wrong decisions and the VAR people don't know what they're doing. But in rugby, the referee leads it, doesn't he? He'll say, can you check white number eight for me, please? Yep. I'm thinking yep. that he's knocked it on. Can you check that? So the referee yep. leads it. Yep. Whereas in football, he made, he's made to look like an idiot, quite frankly. Yeah. But <laughs> and, and, the TV screen. And, yeah. And the rugby guys will say, there is nothing obvious there. Yeah. Go, go on with your decision. And that's yeah. it. Done. And that takes two or three minutes. 
at the most. And you can hear the mic discussion with rugby, which is another bone yeah. of contention that football won't release it. Now, I'm massively against this, but more so from the respect angle. If you launched audio, the players yeah. would be so much more respectful to the referee because you can't be seen effing and jeffing to the referee. No. And that would, I think, diffuse a lot of anger in the crowd um, because they can see the players are behaving themselves a bit better. Mm. Um, and they know what's going on, which is the whole point of paying your yeah. money, isn't it? Know what's going on. I see. I I don't agree with um, being able to hear the referees because I, I don't think that will actually change anything. So you hear him make a decision. You're not going to say, well, yeah, he was right. No, but it'll explain why he sees it that way. Which but they help. did that in the Women's World Cup or Women's Europe, one of them. Uh, did it really make a decision? The referee was told to go and look at the monitor. So the referee trundled across, she watched the monitor, she turned around, she said, decision of um, a free <coughs> has been rescinded and it is now a, um, it's now a penalty. Well, mm -hmm. that's just the same as they're going... And awarding the penalty, we we were no better off by hearing that. Well, I, don't I, I just think there's other more important things that they need to look at than whether we listen to them or not. Well, scrap VAR would be a classic, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> look, you're preaching to the converted well, here. I think you know. Yeah. I've got to. Get, you've got to agree with me one day. Might as well. Do it, <laughs> well yeah. I didn't it's think okay, it would ever He's still three one down, Dave. He's still three one down. Yeah, um, he's got his free OnlyFans subscription. That's the only reason why he's kissing my ass. <laughs> <It is. laughs> yeah. You're not giving you a free one, Dave. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're not in. You see, you're not in. I did have a banana <laughs> omelette today. A banana? You can't do such thing. Is that you a euphemism? Well, I like to think so, but we <laughs> had a lot of bananas going spare. One, um, one, one hour 35 no, minutes before we got into the um cookery channel. No, um, Scott, I wouldn't. You wouldn't take the playoff, no. no. Well, I'd take it if I had to, but I'd be very disappointed. Very yeah, I wouldn't. It's too, it's, oh, it's one of the dice playoffs. Mm. Mm. We lost. I mean, I think the thing that interests well, I think that Plymouth held it switched to a draw. Ipswich, because if Ipswich had won that and then Ipswich yeah. win, is it tomorrow or Wednesday they play, when they play Rotherham, they would have been actually been above us. Well, that, that, teams will have bad patches. We've had, lost two games, that's all. We haven't had a bad patch yet. Um, it, if we lose at Borough, you could probably start to think that. But, you know, even two defeats isn't a bad patch. It's just a bad patch with what we've been used to. So... I think we. I think it'd be fine. I think you know, they're the strong enough to come back, and that that will show actually how strong we are. If we can get three points at Middlesbrough, then you know we'll all be back on it again. We will. And last time we lost against Hull, um, we had a international break. Mm. The international break now comes after Middlesbrough. Now we came back after Hull with a win. Um, a lot of people were saying. I said, don't want to necessarily get into the actual game, but a lot of people were saying that that game was more important to Leeds than it was to Leicester. Is yeah. this is this game more important for Leicester than it is for Middlesbrough, Kate? Um, Glad to ask you that. Yeah, I would think it is more important. <laughs> I think it is more important for it. Is it? 
Let Leeds was kind of one of those, if we lose, we lose. It's not the end of the world. No. Um, whereas Middlesbrough, you don't want it to be two losses on the bounce because not that panic will set in or anything like that, but it's just not a great feeling going into international break, going off the back of two defeats because the, a, a bit of doubt will come in. These are players that were really battered and bruised from last year and they've not forgotten about that yet. So I do think, it, and if I'm just looking here at the table, if Middlesbrough win, they're still outside of the playoffs. Not much by only by a point, but so yeah, I think it's I think it's more important for us to just keep hammering home that we are the best in the league, <laughs> and other yeah. teams have got to work their asses off to keep even within any kind of reach of us. Can Can I just say, Dave, that Middlesbrough, fair play to you, are below Blackburn Rovers. Well, I didn't like to say that Blackburn are on a run at the moment. Yes, yes, good, they good are. win. Mind you, Norwich haven't done anything since we beat them, have they? They're down in 17th, Norwich. Yeah. Uh, but so then again, in fairness, don't get too cocky, Dave, because Coventry okay. are down in 20th. <laughs> well, you see, that was good. That's good. Because if I if I support them, bet bet on them or something, they'll get relegated. <laughs> Actually, when we finish, Kate, can you send me on Twitter my prediction? Because you wrote them down, didn't you? Oh, I did, yeah. I've got pictures, yeah. Yeah, not those pictures. Can... Let's just yeah. not oh, do that. Well, we know about well, we know, you know, about the pictures, don't we, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say, right, talking of pictures, mm -hmm. um, over your right shoulder. Let me see that one. Right shoulder. Or that, or that one. No, that's your left, that's your right, yeah. Right. Over your right shoulder. There's yeah. a pic is that you as a cute baby? And I, I, I use those two words, you and cute, very wisely. <laughs> No, that's my youngest, I think, when she was Aww. a cute baby. That's me up there with the teddy bear. Can you see a teddy bear, Kate? Can I move my head? Is fair. that in the brown frame in the centre? Yeah. Oh, okay. right. Oh, well, we all had one of those back in the day, didn't we? Sat on a rug in front of the fire. We do. <laughs> I'm going to um, move this round for next time. <laughs> <laughs> So looking, looking at that of your youngest, who looks very, very cute. Obviously, she got her looks off uh, off Kathy. Well, actually, she looks a bit like me in that brown frame, so it must be me. <laughs> right. I was different, you know. That's the wedding photo. There, look, the flowing locks and the... I can see the hair. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> it was the seven before you were born, Kate. Seventies, eh? What a, what a, did you did what you get some memories? Did you get some memories from nineteen seventy six this morning, Dave? I did indeed. Yeah, yes, I, uh, yeah. That, that took me back. Took yeah. me back. I had hair back then as well. I, well, I, actually, I'm sitting in the wrong place because that light shining on my head and making it look like I've got any hair. Didn't like to say anything. <laughs> it just happens to be grey. That's all. <laughs> the light, Dave. It's the light. It is the light. I I I um I went for uh, 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 to, to the barbers the other day and with my beard it's shaped here and I said no I said it, I hadn't been I hadn't shaved it can be arse I hadn't shaved I said so it had grown and I said leave it and just sort of you know size it all in and everything when I got home my grey goes down to there where the line is and then the hair underneath there was black <laughs> it looked like I hadn't washed. <laughs> <laughs> that was all grey. You, you like you say you can't see the grey. Really. I, I do look Mexican with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. black. It has like been a, a Matt 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 Matt
Yeah, yes, yeah. Don't mention cricket again, Kate, please. Um, You've got little black hairs coming out of your ears and things like that when you get older, don't you? All sorts of places you're not expecting. Why? Why does the hair go off your head? I don't know. And yet start going everywhere else. I think somebody (laughs) keeps pulling it out like that, you know. It's all a bit of a challenge. <laughs> bit of a challenge when you get older. Anyway, let's not go anywhere else with the hair, please. Certainly not. No. <laughs> um, Kate, Dave, it's been a pleasure as always. Chris, and I've got to say, congratulations. We did keep it on topic right up until the end there. Well, you you know, I try my best. <laughs> you set yourself very low standards and failed Indeed. to but I tell you seriously, joking aside, I can recommend banana omelets. Give them a go. I've never had one before. Banana omelets. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Now, I am. A, I love anything banana. I've got to oh. say, I love banana flavored ice cream, banana angel delight. I, you know, bananas. I just love the flavor. And growing up, I don't think there is anymore. I had um, banana. You see, you've started us off now. <laughs> Welcome to the food channel. Banana and custard. We yeah. used to have that a lot. Oh, yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, my mother that. used to have a blue fit because if my mum had made it more than one minute before, the custard had got this, in his imagination, a layer of skin on it and he would yeah. just no, it did. No, it, used to it wouldn't have custard, but it, you just mix it in, don't you? You just mix it mm. up and it's fine. But yeah, bananas and custard is a staple of my childhood, definitely. Oh, my mother's custard always had skin on it. Always, mostly brown. I've no idea remember, what else. Do you remember those rice pudding? That oh, always used to have a brown yeah. skin on, didn't it? Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. Now you see, now you started me off. Mm. Uh, fried bread and tomato sauce with yes. just tomato sauce spread on it, yes. like you'd spread on jam on a toast or something. Yes. Oh. I used to have sugar sandwiches. No wonder I got diabetes. What? Sugar sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I think my nan had lard sandwiches. Oh, definitely, yeah, lard. Mm. Dripping my, used to be called bread and dripping. Yeah, dripping, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. My daughter growing up, uh, Heather, she still doesn't eat an awful lot of meat, but she was never a meat eater. And uh, all she ever used to eat, her favourite meal, was tomato sauce sandwiches. Yeah, done that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but anyway... <sighs> Let me ask you this though, because I got I, this came up at work. Well, oh God, it was a while ago because I was working. Uh, Weetabix with butter. Mm, I don't Look like Weetabix. Look at that face at the end there. I don't like Weetabix to be honest. So, well, then you're another to a loser, aren't you? Yeah. So is that not really dry? It's not no. a thing, is it? You put oodles of butter on it. That's why I've got diabetes. Yeah. Uh, you put oodles of March, whatever you particularly want. Oh, not March. And then yeah. at the end, because obviously as you're eating your Weetabix, I, I'm not even looking at the comments. I've got it on full. I've got. I've done a Dave. I've gone large. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the comments. Um, but obviously as you're eating the Weetabix, right, it crumbles. And then if you just, when you got halfway down, just eat the top off the Weetabix like you're eating the, the caramel off a of Twix. And crunch the rest of it up, so you got lots of uh, you know broken up uh, Weetabix. Put some more butter on the side of your plate with a little spoon, 
and get a bit of butter and a scoop of Weetabix crumbs. Okay. And everybody laughed at me at work. I Google it. Why. No, Google it because they've got strawberries on there. They've got all sorts on uh, on Weetabix. I'm not doing that. There's no way I'm having butter with my Weetabix. It's just ridiculous. I get strawberries on Weetabix. Ah, yes, he might have been, actually. Yeah. Martin George. <laughs> my wife has that. What? I don't... <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I really don't know. Maybe banana omelette. It could be banana omelette. Angel Delight, whatever we've discussed. Right. See, look, the crowd are joining in now. Bread, bread um, pudding, yeah. Bread I, pudding. I could only eat that if I took the currants out. I didn't like currants. Fuck. Is bread pudding the same as bread and butter pudding? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I love it. You can have Weetabix and butter pudding. Oh, with ketchup. You'd have to be cold, though, but... Yeah, good point. I might go and have some of that now, actually. Yeah. Really, I've started... Um, <laughs> there we go. Oh, dear. Uh, the panel have gone to a new heights now. I'm in conversation about desserts. Oh, it desserts. makes you hungry, though, doesn't it? I'm going to do a start. What's starters? What's your favourite starter? A starter of choice. Garlic mushrooms. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Four, Kate. Four. Mm. What's going on? I take my life in my hands with that because I suffer with um, uh, heartburn really badly, uh, Barrett syndrome. So I have to take a tablet every day to sort of keep it down. And I, every three years I go off and have the old tube down my mouth. And um, But I love garlic mushrooms. There's nothing right structuring your diet to suit your body, is there? <laughs> <laughs> As I said to my daughter the other day, who said that I was eating all badly, etc., I'm 62, fat and bold. It's not like I'm suddenly going to start dating Christine Brinkley, is it? Let's be honest. You know she's, I mean? Well, she's about 75 now, so you might. <laughs> At my age, I don't set me heights. Me, me, me me high. <laughs> I like you white see? bait. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Like now, prawn cocktail was the original. Yeah, um, I would have gone for prawn cocktail, but garlic mushrooms. No, what it used to be, you had prawn cocktail. What do you have for the main course? I can't remember. And then steak, wasn't it? Possibly. And then, um, oh god, um, what's it? Trifle, sherry trifle, oh, sherry trifle. <laughs> a good Midlands mix that was. Yeah, I, I, went, I went into a restaurant once, and when they bought me the sweet, they bought me a horse. With a blindfold, I went no, mascarpone. Oh God! Thank right. you. On that note, <laughs> you'll I'm get no me? comments on that one. I'm telling you now. <laughs> very, very quickly. This is why you give me the job. You see, as DJ, <laughs> it's my it's my jokes. Um, did you you used to live in Leicester, Dave? Did no, Nuneaton. Oh, you may yeah. not remember. Kate, I think it's gone now. Your mother but, lived in Leicester. I think about a Leicester, and I can't remember where it was, but there used to be a Woolco store, and there used to be, it wasn't a Swiss cottage, I don't think, but there used to be like, um, it was a Scottish-themed sort of bar, restaurant-y sort of place, and I always went in there and had, like you say, prawn cocktail, followed by a, a cheap steak, if you like, you know. Flash fry. Um, yeah. Oh, what was it? Do you remember what was it? I can't remember now, but some some somebody will somebody will tell me. But uh 
Yeah, that was in Leicester. Anyway, I'm going on. I'm going. All our yesterdays. Welcome along. How are you doing? You like, knew, how to, knew how to impress a girl, didn't you, eh, in them days? <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Oh, <laughs> she couldn't keep, keep her hands off me, prawns. Anyway, <laughs> let us quickly move on. It's like this, like the Antiques Roadshow. Talking of which, Dave, <laughs> do you want to tell anybody where they can follow you? Well, I suggest you um, listen to The Breakfast Show 7 till 10 every weekday morning. Surreyhillsradio.co.uk, assuming we haven't blown up. <laughs> and as can I just say, as the host on that radio show, I'd very strongly recommend you don't. If yeah. you want to wake up and have a good time. It's um, yeah. some good music this morning. It is, but I do tend to kind of stay to the same decade, don't I? Well, ABBA. You can't have enough ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, my friend in Australia, I send the link to, always says, like, you always manage to get an ABBA record in there, Chris. I'm just glad, glad our licence don't let you play more than three in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday is the top ten selling ABBA singles. Oh, my God. We'll only be playing the top three, unfortunately, otherwise they'll get us taken down. Well, it's, it's unfortunate, but that, that's just a general licensing rule for everybody. Right, it is it mm. is it is what it is. I'll just have to throw a few more dad jokes in. Unless you can get Benny to let you play more of them. I'll give him a bell afterwards. Yeah, do them. Ring it. Seriously, yeah. email them. Email them. They reply generally. Do they? Yeah. Well, John Lennon's not email that and email him direct. No, John Lennon's solicitor replied to me about when I did a special. John what Sloan? John Lennon. Oh solicitor. Oh. Now, yeah, I don't he, think if I asked John Lennon's solicitor, he'll be able to help me with ABBA. No, but you can find the record label. <laughs> I will, I will, yes, I've got a day. I might well do that, sir. I might Indeed. well do that. Anyway, do that. Listen tomorrow, seven o'clock. I'll employ him as my manager and my agent. No, I have no idea what else to say about you, Chris. <laughs> it's not libelous. Kate, no. moving on quickly, where can people follow you, young lady? They can follow oh, me. Lady, sorry, you know. <laughs> they can follow me on Twitter at Kate Blakey Forty. Yes, they can indeed. Make sure you do that. She talks a lot of sense, but then again, one of the three of us has to, I guess. Not to stop agreeing with me. Yeah. You see, yeah. you're talking sense. But, you know what can I say? We're going to be back on Thursday with um, the. Preview show. We've got a Middlesbrough fan coming on. Seven o'clock on Thursday, we will be back. Uh, but thank you very much, both of you. Um, nice to be here, guys. We'll Cheers, do it Kate. again in a week's time. And i got to say, it's good night for me. It's good night for him. <laughs> and it's good night from Brad. The one, the one that I thought would get it, because he's old, didn't get it. Thank you, Kate. No. Thank you. Well, you, no I didn't worries. realize you were talking to me for a change, you know, with Kate and you being so uh, close together. Oh, he's so and, jealous. And the green. I know, I know. You've gone green there, Dave. No, I know. No, no. It's because you haven't got her OnlyFans account. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, Kate, you want to see Dave's OnlyFans account? Actually, no, you don't. You don't <laughs> want to banana omelette. Is it banana omelettes and sausages? It certainly is, Kate. And <laughs> so you're now, welcome to it any time. I've suddenly now got a vision. Do you remember that film? Was it Calendar Girls? Where they all pose naked, but they hold, like, cream buns in front of the... the buns, yeah. 
I've just got thought of that with Dave with his only fans and a banana omelette. Go down really? a storm. It would, yeah. it would break the internet. It would go down a storm. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed with that thought now. Damn it. Oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> As always, are you going at the weekend, Kate? No, I'm on holiday, aren't I? I'm, I'm off now for a few oh. weeks. Oh, oh my God. Oh. You don't see me. Yeah, I'm off for a few weeks now, so I won't be back for a while. I've got holiday form off you. I did message you. I was prepared. When did you message me? About two or three weeks ago. There you see. Well, come on. Why you two are doing human resources? Is it all right if I get on my dinner? <laughs> no, good to see you. Brilliant. Thank, hey, have a great holiday anyway, Kate. Yeah, have a nice time. See you in a few much. weeks. Take Miss care, everybody. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.